Welcome to this episode of Mercy Can't Stop Her. I am your host, Judith Kambia Obatusa, JKO. Continuing our self-care series today, we will be discussing a topic that hits close to home for many women out there who find themselves trapped in abusive relationships. When a man treats you poorly and you blame it on his supposed lack of love for you. So somehow in the situation and in your subconscious, there is still that niggling thought that his mistreatment of you is something to do with you. There is the shadow of self-blame lurking around to make it your fault. On today's episode, we're going to bust that harmful blame-shame belief that many of us in these situations have and show you the truth that when a man mistreats you, it's less about you and much more about him. Let's get into it. So picture this, you're standing in front of a beautiful painting, admiring its vibrant colors and intricate details. Suddenly, someone walks up beside you and says, this painting isn't worth anything. It's just a mess of paint splatters. How will you feel? Confused, right? You were just appreciating its beauty. And now someone is trying to make you question your perception. Well, that's exactly what happens when we say that our partner's mistreatment is because they don't love us. Behind that saying is a thought that questions our worth and internalizes their opinions, which is like someone telling us that the masterpiece of our life is worthless. Now, let's picture a second scenario. You're in a relationship with someone who constantly and consistently mistreats you, neglects your needs, and disrespects your boundaries. It's natural to question yourself and wonder, why doesn't he love me? But let me tell you, my dear listener, my dear sister, it's time to shift the blame away from yourself and take a closer look at the person behind these actions. Love is a beautiful, and transformative force. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. It transforms the life of the loved in a very positive way. And not just the life of the loved, even the life of the lover and all those around them. But love requires 
self-love at its core. Self-love is the foundation of love. Research studies such as the groundbreaking work by psychologist and relationship expert, Dr. Harville Hendricks, in his book, Getting the Love You Want, highlights the importance of self-love as the foundation for healthy relationships. And when we talk about self-love as the foundation of healthy relationships, we're saying each individual in the relationship has self-love. This is very crucial. It's crucial because people who practice self-love understand how to surround themselves with healthy relationships. They put in the work that makes their relationships thrive. If someone doesn't love themselves or lacks an understanding of what love truly entails, they cannot fully express it towards others. So no matter how amazing and deserving you are, they still will not be able to express love towards you. So when someone abuses you, it's not because they don't love you. Rather, it's because they do not love themselves. So in your heart, you may have the question, why don't they love themselves? The focus of this episode is on your self-care. But let's peel back some of the layers and explore why some individuals struggle with self-love and fail to grasp the essence of genuine love. They fail to appreciate it when it's given to them. They trample on it, they abuse it. Why? Let's find out. Firstly, upbringing. Societal pressures and upbringing can lead to distorted views, distorted ideas about love, and prevents people from forming healthy and nurturing relationships. Dr. Brene Brown, renowned shame and vulnerability researcher, reminds us in her book, The Gifts of Imperfection, that societal pressures and expectations can significantly impact how men perceive and express their emotions. The pressures to be stoic, independent, and in control often overshadows their ability to cultivate self-love and understand the depths of love itself. Another issue is unresolved personal issues and traumas, many times from the upbringing too. These can affect how individuals view themselves and, and others. So someone who carries deep wounds may inadvertently project their pain onto those closest to them, manifesting it as mistreatment or emotional unavailability. Psychologist Don, uh, Dr. John Baubai's uh, attachment theory 
sheds light on the impact of early life experience on an individual's ability to form healthy relationships. So there'll be a link to an article about that and you can check that out. Childhood traumas or neglect can hinder one's emotional growth, leading to struggles in express, uh, expressing, <laughs> sorry, expressing love and empathy. And of course, we know that empathy is being able to walk in another person's shoes. It's important to remember that the actions of an abusive partner are not a reflection of your worth but a reflection of their own inner struggles. So you may have heard, it's because you deserve it. Why are you treating me like this? It's because you deserve it. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. It's not true. You don't deserve it. They're treating you badly because of their own inner struggles. From their upbringing, from their past things that they refuse to face. So they hide behind this facade of get, having it all together when actually inside of them, they're really having low self-esteem and terrible shame and they're terrified. Now that we understand the root causes, let's shift our focus to how we, and care for ourselves when we find ourselves in a relationship with an abuser and leaving is not an option for us. As I spoke about in an earlier episode, leaving is not an option for up to 80% of women in abusive relationships. So should we abandon them to their fate? We already have a homelessness crisis in the world. So even if they were to leave, with no resources, they need shelter, they need to take care of their children where they have children, they need finances. It's not easy for people to leave. As often as people say, why didn't she leave? So Mexican Stopper is here to support women who can't leave, to thrive even in the place of pain just like having a seed fall amongst rocks and stones and yet bloom. You can bloom where you've been planted. Before we delve deeper, let's take a moment to reflect on the words of the great Maya Angelou, who beautifully said, never make someone a priority when all you are to them is an option. These words hold significant meaning when we are confronted with mistreatment in the name of love or relationship, right? Prioritizing your self-care in these situations instead of trying to analyze why the person is not showing you love and somehow somewhere at the back of your mind blaming yourself is very, very important to your well-being. As Maya Angelou also said, you may not control all the events that happen to you, but you can decide not to be reduced by them. So you can decide not to be reduced by this mistreatment. So the first step towards self-care in an abusive relationship, towards our self-care in an abusive relationship is to 
cultivate self-love. In an abusive relationship, your own self-worth and self-esteem can become entangled with your partner's love and approval. So we start seeking external validation to validate our own worth. Sadly, you're not going to get it from this person who is mistreating you, right? When that love and approval are withheld, we question ourselves and wonder what we did wrong. Oh my Lord, I spent many, many years trying to find out what I did wrong. And for many of us in these situations, we also wonder, what did we do wrong? All I did was love you. Why are you treating me this way? But remember, your worth is not determined by someone else's love or lack thereof. So make yourself priority and engage in practices that promote self-acceptance, self-compassion, and self-care. Let, let us draw from the wisdom of author Louise Hay and her book, you can heal your life. Practicing affirmations and self-compassion can help rewire negative self-perceptions and foster a deep sense of self-love. I've also mentioned this in previous episodes, like Louise Hay mentioned in her book, being able to say those positive words about yourself, about where you're going, and being compassionate about situations that you find yourself, decisions you made, and things that have happened around you can actually help change the way you see yourself and bring you into this place of warmth, gratitude, and even admiration for yourself. Step two is to set boundaries. Oh my Lord, those, that word boundaries, so, so hard, so hard, especially for people that are empaths, people who are in these situations, who are trying to be their best selves. They end up just throwing down all boundaries. But boundaries are essential for preserving your mental and emotional well-being. Communicate your needs. Clearly and assertively. And please, 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 don't settle for less than you deserve. Drawing inspiration from Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend's book, Boundaries. Learn to communicate your needs clearly and assertively. Establishing and upholding healthy boundaries is crucial for maintaining your mental and emotional well-being. And this ensures that you are treated with the respect and love that you deserve. So one of my first bosses in life and who I still have a very strong relationship with, Mr. Jayejo, always say something, shape up or ship out. So boundaries make people either shape up or they see that you are not their candidate. Or sometimes I use the word, I'm not your client. I'm not the person to have 
I'm not going to connect with you. I'm not going to fall into your trap. So, and I found the most difficult thing for me was setting boundaries. But one step at a time, I'm having a happier life because of those boundaries. I'm not perfect yet. It's a, I'm a work in progress, but by setting them a little bit at a time, it's made a whole lot of difference. So setting boundaries is so essential for your self-care. Lastly, let us debunk the myth that you're responsible for someone else's self-love journey. So at the beginning of, of my very wonderful in quotes relationship, the relationship that has taught me so much about pain and purpose, it taught me about pain and it put me on the path of purpose, which is what these whole conversations are about. Yes, the situation might not be positive, but I tell you one thing, depending on how you see it, depending on how you apply information that can help you, it will change your life in a positive way. It's not the end of you. It's not all you are. You have a story that's coming out of this pain. So let us debunk that myth that you're responsible for someone else's self-love journey. It's something that I, 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 you know, you want to, I've heard, oh, maybe you should do this. If you do this, this other thing, it will help them. No, it's not your responsibility. It's not your job to fix or change someone who is not ready or willing to grow. Your worth is not defined by their ability to love or understand love. It is work that they have to determine to do by themselves. And if they need help, they ask for help, but don't make it your job, your life's work. You know, as a Christian, you get told, submit a woman, a wise woman builds her own house. But the same Bible tells us, Husbands, love your wives so that your prayers can be uh, answered. So let's not, many times people think, people say that Christianity, the Bible enables abuse. That is totally untrue. The Bible wants men to treat their women, their wives, their life partners as the queens that they are. If you read the song of Songs of Solomon, you will see love in words, romantic love, love that cares deeply and wants to serve. So when you get a moment, the chance, go look at the Songs of Solomon. That's in the Bible. We are even talking about erotic love, exciting you and fulfilling you. So abuse a mistreatment of women is not part of what the Bible or Christianity teaches. It is just people's choices and refusal to work on what needs to be worked on in their lives so they can show up 
as the best versions of themselves rather than villains in their relationships. So, like I said, your worth is not defined by your person's ability to love or understand love. It's not your job to be their love coach. I, I want you to remember this. Don't ever forget it, actually. If you are in a relationship where your perception is being shifted to a place where the person's mistreatment of you is being uh, explained as he does as he doesn't love me is because he doesn't love me. I want you to know that it's not you that's the problem. It's him that doesn't love himself. You are worthy of love and respect just as you are. Yes, you are enough. You deserve a relationship built on trust, kindness, and all the goodness that is in relationships in a healthy relationship. So it's time to, for you to let go of the blame shame analysis and start reclaiming your power. I really hope that today's discussion with the research, the books that I've shared, inspiring quotes empowers you to prioritize your self-love your self-care and set healthy boundaries. Remember that the way others treat you is a reflection of their own self-worth, their own journey, journey before they met you. As always, thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode in the self-care series, be sure to subscribe, share with others, and leave us a review. Remember, love begins within you. As you embrace self-care and nourish your own well-being, mercy won't stop you. Thank you so much for listening. And see you next time.